Attention, pussy shoppers! Take advantage of our penny pussy sale! If you buy one piece of pussy at the regular price, you get another piece of pussy of equal or lesser value for only a penny! Try and be pussy for a penny! If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it! This is Fat Radio International. Race the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds, a billion years in the making. Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking of something then. I had something on my mind. And you know what it was? It's that what we were just discussing. Yeah. <laughs> off air. That if I dare say one word of that, we will be off air for good. Right? Um, it's nothing that dodgy. It's just that it, it would come across that, that I am a bit sick in the head. So. That, everybody knows this. Moving, anyway, so. Yeah, moving swiftly on. Yes, welcome to the official radio show of Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment, which is available at every good news agent. It's available in Barnes & Noble in the United States. It's available in Australia. It's available everywhere. It's okay. even available in WH Smith's. It is. WH Smith, uh, we, we, if you see it in WH Smith's, put it at the front. Just move it about a bit, shuffle the uh, shelf a bit for us. That's all I ask. Yep, and it's flying out this month. It certainly is. I have to say, I don't mind um, giving a bit of the business side of uh, of things away when we do this show, because I think that's quite interesting when you see a little bit under the hood of what's mm. going on. Behind running. the curtain. Yeah, behind the curtain, and it is very much like the Wizard of Oz, believe me. <laughs> what, you are, <laughs> what you think is a highly run uh, professional uh, machine is often not quite that slick. So nobody uh, thinks that. Yeah, that that that's basically it. So what uh, what's happened this month is we've done uh, a bit of a departure in that we didn't base it just on one film. The, um, although the remake of Stephen King's It was coming out, we decided let's widen it a bit and let's do the Bogeyman. And the Bogeyman issue is out there, and it's it's got on its way to being our best selling issue since I took over the job here, which Amazing. is bizarre. Yeah, I know. It, um, and it was just an issue where I thought, oh, let's give it a go. I did. We did another one that once um, just 
jerked up sales-wise. It spiked up one month. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, Robots of Sci-Fi issue. Yeah. wonder why, yes. What, do you guys like all this sort of stuff? Would you <laughs> like to see more uh, that broader-based issues that cover uh, a lot of other movies and properties that you don't get to see a lot? I mean, we try to be Can wide, we do Airplanes of Sci-Fi? Airplanes of Sci-Fi. There's more of them than you think, actually. Mm. I mean, technically, that sort of an airplane, that the, the, it um, when worlds collide, isn't it? Ish, it looks like yeah, an airplane. That's... It just goes into space as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we can't really cover the airport movies, except I, for... I think we could, to be honest. We may be able to. Definitely Airport 8 to the Concorde. Yeah. Have you seen what happens in that film? Oh, it's... It's bonkers. A lot of them films are really, really outlandish. I mean, disaster yeah. movies are, are totally cult. Well, the, the one that got me, the Airport 80, he's, he's in Concorde and he's doing stunt, stunt flying. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. He's avoiding, is it a missile? And he's doing loop the loops and, and stuff. Yeah, which unbelievable. technically Concorde could do, but they'd be crazy to try it. You're not telling me that they, they had that all checked out. I just don't believe that. I think they just well, did it and thought, oh, this will look so cool with a missile. You know. it, 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 it was quite possible to barrel roll it. Yeah. So, Well, here's the question. Can you actually do a straight-laced one of those airport movies now where it is just a disaster movie with a plane? Would people still it, watch that? No, because it's too realistic now. It happens all the time. Oh, God. That's depressing things to come out with, isn't it? The whole point of these things was they were so out there so outlandish apart from the first one which the first one was was that so like a hijacking or something wasn't it it was yeah i mean yeah. It, that came on and um i was watching it with someone and the uh that came on tv and they after watching about four, three or four minutes of it they went hang on a minute this is like an airplane and i went yeah i said you know what that's yeah, why correct yeah but people have forgotten Exactly, the original the origins of it all. Yeah, they've forgotten the original airport movie. Had the nun in it. Had all yeah. them characters in it and the dying girl and yeah, all, the, all the stuff. All the tropes. Yeah, yeah, it was all from that one, the first one. I, my personal, I like that one. Was it Airport 72 or 75 where the um, the front of the plane gets blown out and you've just it, got... Well, they have a little... Karen Black, isn't it? And, yeah, and, it's, it's a, a little microlight bashes into it that's it yeah is that airport 75 yeah yeah it's great that's my favorite one anyway sort of um yeah so we've not had an airport Airport 77 the one that went to the bottom of the sea yeah but but it's 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 when it gets raised at the end it's uh you would now it'd be cgi but it gets raised at the end and if you actually look at it now on on dvd or or blu-ray whatever you can it's it's a cut it's a cut out from the side, it's just coming up out of the sea. It's just... I'm surprised it wasn't um, like one of them really small miniatures yeah. in the tank. You could tell because of the water's moving Oh, no, wrong. this was big because you could see the stuff moving in the foreground. So what they've done is make it this, the length of an actual airplane, maybe a little bit smaller, but painted. It was a painted sideways uh, wooden cut out yeah. so they had that underneath and then when they did the bit where they raised the plane up to the surface that just pops up out of the sea <laughs> and uh you know you gotta give him some credit but you, you didn't you couldn't do it i mean if you couldn't do it with that sort of effect you couldn't do it on screen could you like nope. now this is what i mean by cgi now you just nothing it, nothing is off the table you can see absolutely anything and sometimes yeah. I think it diminishes the movie experience. Because, it does because it doesn't yeah. matter sometimes whether it's miniatures, whether it's no. uh, 
sort of like your back projection or whatever we got yeah. used to in the back old in the old Absolutely, old days. Absolutely, yeah. No, I know. I got that. That's what I mean by um, it. It diminishes it because back then you'd be thinking, oh, this the, the trouble they've gone to was quite fascinating when they did yeah. a making of. You watch a making of program like you did of the making of Star Wars and stuff like that and there was no. you were fascinated as to uh, what they matte did paintings yeah matte paintings which you know they were doing back in the universal days yeah. dracula's full of them and yeah well, like that, but you don't see them you just uh, see a massive sprawling distance yeah now i remember watching the making of star wars and being gobsmacked because his land speeder was on an arm that was just rotating round yeah so it really was off the ground but it was just going round in a circle on like a pivot just going round and uh, i thought oh well that's good but now when you do a making off it's just loads of green screen and it's literally and, somebody at a computer yeah re- removing the wires yeah yeah, and every one of these make it when you see uh, Blu-rays and they've got all the extras and it's the making of whatever film it is, Underworld or whatever, mm. and all it is 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 half of it. It's about a twenty-minute thing that they've just put on there just for the Blu-ray DVD, and most of it is the actors just going, "Well, my character's been through angst, and my character's yeah. done it, and the and all the crap." It, electronic press kit, the call. Yeah, 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 it's boring. And when, then, when we was at that. Yeah. Uh, set with um await further instructions they oh were, yeah they were filming their electronic press kit interviews that day as well oh were they yeah that's why we, we we had to keep you know leaving them to it for a bit oh that's why they were in and out and yeah had to keep, yeah well we had a good time that was great that. so that's when we met, met, met mr david bradley who, <coughs> who, who we said to him our readers loved you in the adventures in space and time playing william hart now and uh, wouldn't it? And we actually suggesting to him, would it? Would you actually play it again? Would you actually yeah. play the first Doctor if you were asked? Wouldn't it? We and had he, the scoop. Yeah, and said, uh, I'd bloody jump at it. He said, "Yeah, I'd jump at it." But he also acted like nobody had asked him that, and mm. that it was the first time because he went, "Oh, he really? Did, did he they? Did. Oh, he really did. surprised." He, he was quite surprised by it. But it hadn't been on long. It had only been out a few a month or two earlier. Than it was that, literally it? probably about three months. Yeah, so he might not have been speaking about it much. I'm looking forward to seeing him at Christmas. I'm looking... I make it sound like I go around his house every Christmas. Don't <laughs> that, that one, we might as well. You know what I mean. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing him in the in the Doctor Who Christmas special. I'm actually looking forward to the Doctor Who Christmas special. I'm not looking forward to all the bollocks afterwards when everyone's moaning on, on the <laughs> internet over whether or not her... Um, 30 second scene at the end is gonna it was any good and it's ruined and, their childhood um all the rest of it well they might they have calmed down this week martin to be fair there's been there's been a uh a a climb down a little bit i wouldn't say pieces broke out because the minute anybody mentions it it starts again but you mean they've tried to forget about it yeah they've tried to get on with stuff i mean some of them might have been diagnosed with cancer or something you know and they, they've got other <laughs> things to deal with you know, but you know what? They, not being they, horrible, but they would you know. still hit them forums if something happened. They probably would, wouldn't they? They probably would. That's the tragic thing. But that's what I always thought. Put it in perspective. I've often thought if I'm getting my knickers in a twist over something stupid, I, I often think, oh, look, you know, it could be worse. You could have been bloody doctors. They told you all sorts. You could have had a phone call. One of the kids has been in an accident, anything. And yeah. you were. Uh, I could have a phone call saying yeah. I've got kids, which would be worse. But see, there, that would be a lot of back pay, that wouldn't it? You know, it's, it's uh, got a lot, all that pocket money. Yeah. No, I do, I, I'm glad it's blown over. And, and But we have got a little piece of Doctor Who news before we get to the break. But we'll do, do, do you know what that we've not done, second. though? I know what we've, we've not done. We've not introduced you ourselves we just said it's the show and that's it i know we just started talking well Mm. to be honest i ballsed up the entry big style there 
which uh, is no great surprise, is it? I might, I might get to edit that out on the uh, podcast and put it on as a little deleted scene. At yeah, moment, <laughs> um, yeah. They, they, I was, I was thinking about people with autism before it came on, but that's all I'm going to say and draw the line because I realised that I said when I came on that I was thinking about something dodgy, and it may seem that I was thinking of something inappropriate. No, yeah, yeah, we weren't talking. Jingle jangle stuff or anything? No, God, God, no, no. We were talking about a uh, going to a, a, a screening, which was. Yeah, now you're digging yourself into it because I'm, now I'm they're going to think worse. I wasn't laughing at them. No, no, but because we didn't mention oh, God, it in the no, first I called place. Them, them and all. <laughs> right. That's all right. Oh, can we just forget this? This is how it's easy to get in trouble, even when you're being well, nice. You know. That's why it's probably best never to try and be PC. That's the way I work. Oh, we've never been that. Please, you know. Um, I've had complaints over just about every single thing we've ever done on here at some stage. Shall, no. I, shall I just give you a quick tweet? Yeah. It's from Chris. Go on. Uh, he's been to see Valerian. Uh, the Valerian and the Load of Bollocks movie. Yeah, no, no, no. I not necessarily say that. I, said I just can't remember the full title. I said Valerian and the Sith. Oh, God, I can't remember it either. But, but I said that it this could be. It looks to me like it might be might be surprisingly good because a lot of the buzz up from the states was that it's visually stunning. Well, that's he uses the expression mesmerising, visually mesmerising, epic in scope, and that's just Delavin's eyebrows. That's still, you see, that still doesn't say whether he enjoyed it though, does it? No, but <laughs> that's Chris for you. I know, but you I mean, oh, give me more than that. I mean, I I said that about Jupiter ascending. That looked visually quite something but there was something wrong with it wasn't there yeah it and, was a load of guff and him being dressed as an elf didn't didn't exactly um with them stu- that stupid doggy makeup or whatever do you remember yeah the, yeah it with was... silly ears and the, 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 it could have like been so dog. much better but yeah it looked like a cross it... between an elf and um and a dog or something but you see we're, we're talking about you know special effects before and you know that should have been Oh yeah, the pinnacle yeah. of everything oh, no, because there was a yeah. bit of physical in there with the people dressed up as something and yeah. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I want to say I'm going to go and see Valerian. Fla- it made Flash Gordon look like a genius, sort of well-made movie. Mm. That's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, though. I love Flash Gordon, but there's no way you can say it's well-made. No, it's a fun film. I, I mean, at the time you're talking, you're you. you uh, you're talking about it, it was tongue in cheek, and and it, it wasn't yeah. supposed to be a serious sci-fi movie. Whereas Jupiter Ascending, camp. yeah, Jupiter Ascending was trying very hard to be a sort. It was lofty. Yeah, it was sort of trying hard sci-fi, but it ended up more uh, what sort of Fifth Element, but not as good. Yeah, nowhere yeah. near as good. Yeah. You know, lots of weird characters, lots of epic space opera. They even did the uh, that, that the the um, wedding, the Flash Gordon sort of wedding, and yeah, all that, that stuff in it. It had a lot of nods to the Jupiter Ascending. Is a, is a, is a strange film. It, it it should be better than it is, but it's just not very enjoyable. And do you think uh, Valerian's going to profit from having Luke Besson? No, I'll tell you what I think. I I. I might be totally wrong here and you can all have a go at me if if I'm wrong. Um, but I feel that it's going to bomb at the box office here. I, I just do. It's just it not... might well be a really good film, but like mm. I think, you know, 
most people are not interested in this sort of thing it's anymore. Been, I've had a theory. I've been talking about it for the past three years and I don't think it's changed. And I feel that there is a thing that I'm referring to as the superhero squeeze. And I think that sci-fi movies have been pushed out. They've been crowded out. Uh, they, the demand is for superhero comic book movies and our type of reader and our type of people are, are ponying up to see those instead of a sci-fi movie. Mm. I, there have been some very good sci-fi films come out uh, that, are, that should have done okay, and they've just not. And, and, it, and if you're attempting you know. to do something that's a bit more epic in scale, yeah. they're not prepared to put the, the work in. Yeah, they, they just want action. Yeah, yeah, fights is yeah. blow stuff stuff up and you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You get you have to think, and it's it's seen as a, uh, as, a as a as a problem. I mean, I, I mean, Neon Demon. I loved Neon Demon. It, it, that was a thoughtful movie, and they that, that absolutely died. It, it, it went beyond bombing. Hmm. They, it was just completely annihilated at the box. It office. was it was very much an art house film, though, wasn't it? So. It was, but it was it was. It was a film that our readers should have liked. It, yeah. it, it was visually arresting. It was it was a good performance. It was very thought, and it did make you think a little bit. It wasn't. Yeah. It was art house, but not full of shit. But if you, you look, look back to the hunger and things like that, that bombed. Yeah, you're right. And now it's looked on as a as a bit of a minor classic. Yeah, it's hard to tell. But my my prediction here is Valerian may not perform well at the box office in this country and it may do better in Europe. America, I don't think America's taken to it that well, although the no. reviews that for the first few reviews that came out were very, very encouraging. And But this is not the reviews that pay to see it, so No, I know it hasn't. And and I'm just saying that the what I've seen over the last three years is people turning away from big budget sci-fi movies, and in particular, even ones with with Tom Cruise and company. And I mean, yeah. you know, uh, at Edge of Tomorrow, I'm surprised they're doing a sequel to it because it didn't take a fortune at the box I office. I think it did well on DVD, so that's right. what it is. Well, it's a good film. I liked it, but it, it, I didn't know anybody who'd been to see it at the no. time. Nobody went to see it. Uh, what was the other one that it's got that amazing soundtrack that uh, I really quite like that film. Um, Oh, you know the one. The one he did before that. Uh, Beautiful soundtrack. Can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, we're useless. I did, we, we're just not, not on form today, are we? Hey, we've got through the first half hour. That's we more than we thought have. we could. Oh, well, we'll end before we go to the bit by saying I'm I'm Mike Royce and he's Martin Unsworth. Hello. By the way. We're, the, we're the editors of Starburst magazine, just in case any new people were wondering, who are these two guys and what are they going on about? And why have they hijacked a radio station to Correct. try and ramble? Correct. This is this is it. But we're gonna we're gonna go and have a break, and then we'll get. I'll come back with this Doctor Who news, and hopefully you guys, if you are using our, uh, you can go on Twitter to contact us, uh, Starburst underscore Mag, or you can email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com. All of those methods will get you a response, and you can be jungle part drums. Of this show. We can do anything, anything. Just get get on us, anything. Yeah, because without you, we're we're not going to have a show tonight. Because literally, not, no, seriously. Nothing has happened whatsoever. Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't fab. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Survivors, Series 6. Norway is a mess. The death wiped out most of its population. Floods destroyed roads and entire towns. 
it will be a long road. I've travelled far and wide since the death, and I've seen what's coming. I was once part of a group that tried and sentenced a man for murder. We sentenced him to death. We killed him. And we'd got it wrong. I've got the biggest news since the death. We found a Russian professor by the name of Valentina Roskova. She has a cure for it. A cure? 200 people? All without symptoms? Oh, that's wonderful! Ugh. Ugh. She's got me. If you try anything, I'll cut her throat. So you're going to give up? Throw in the towel? Tell me, what can we do? Because I'm damn sure there is something we can do. Well, don't just stand there. Brace yourself. And whatever you do... Oh! Abby? Greg? Friends together again. Big Finish. We love stories. This is Fat Radio International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Rice and Mr. Martin Onsworth. And we have got our shit together and we are ready. I mean, not that you didn't, Martin, it was me, but I am. Um, <laughs> We've got I, a big I, pile of it here. I am prepared now. I am, I am back and whizzing. I'm good. I don't mean like whizzing, like I've been taking pills or anything. No, 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 because we don't uh, advocate that at all. Yeah. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool. But doing it with crack isn't just wrong. It could be dead wrong. Yeah, I just Chris Chris Hayes, our uh, mate, has just um, been on Twitter. He said that I don't know. He, I can't tell whether he's saying it's a good film or not. But he said Valerian. He's because we haven't been to a screening of it yet. Um, he's he's must have caught it today. And he's um, I didn't, I didn't, was it, it, it just came out. Today, oh yeah. right, okay. So it caught me by surprise. I thought it was out uh, first tomorrow Friday. Yeah. Um, so. He, um, he says it's mind-blowing, mesmerising. Mesmerising, yeah. visually mesmerising. Yeah, which sounds absolutely brilliant. But it's epic still... in scope. Epic so you, in can, scope. You, can, you can work that both ways, whether the, the scope is epic and it doesn't live up to it. Knowing or... him, I, he's missing out there. He's being... It, that sounds like... You've only, being... got, you've only got 140 characters, so... Yeah, that, that sort of sounds like he's being diplomatic there and yeah. he's not wanting to stick the boot in. So maybe you didn't enjoy it. So it's hard to it, tell. It wouldn't normally, you know, it doesn't normally hold back. But the weirdest thing in the world, just then, we're just on the break, and I just said to Martin, oh, I'll go about going soon. I went, yeah, I'm definitely going to be catching that straight away. And 
we're just debating over the sci-fi films and all that being made and the sort of the appetite for it diminishing. And um, I said, yeah, the thing that's putting me off, I reckon Valerian looks long. And, and, no, I don't even know what I mean by that, but I just was watching the trailer and I thought, yeah, this is this looks like a two and a half hour job. This I don't know why. Yeah, well, you can get two and hour plus did, films and it, and it it flies by because yeah. because they just enjoy. Them. Oh, I'm I'm a bit. I, it's got to be good the now. War for the Planet of the Apes was excellent. It, yeah, you, you were gone in no time. Didn't know it was two hours even. Uh, but but now you but it's strange that you looked at it and thought that's a long film. And then we we checked. Yeah, two hours seventeen minutes. Listen. That's got to be good. It's two hours, 17 minutes, there's nothing worse. They, they say the worst offenders to me, those those bloody Pirates of the Caribbean films and the the worst one of them, World's End, that was, what was it, three hours, 30 minutes? Yes, something like that. Three and a half hours. The plus... You are taking the piss. The plus side with some of these is because they're all very special effects heavy. Yeah. The end credits are usually ten minutes of that. I know, so. yeah. It, it's it's the whole thing. It's but it's time that if if you've invested it wisely, your time and you've got some entertainment, you have got something out of it. That's one thing. But like that was that was that was painful for me. That that experience watching that at the cinema. It it just never ended. And and if you can go. The three and a half hours without a toilet break, that's something else. I mean, they, these are very demanding on the bladder, these movies. Well, yeah, especially if you've had to have a, a couple of uh, cheeky drinks to My put God, yourself up to going. I, I would, if you were going seeing one of these Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I I would I would suggest a lot of it. <laughs> I would have it in a little flask while you're watching the film. In fact, I would drink every time Jack Sparrow had one. If I were you, that's probably the best way. That's of probably the way it. of enjoying them, yeah. Yeah, because uh, they are. Now, I I refused to see this last one because I'm sick of it. I'd reviewed two. Um, no, I review. I didn't review the the one before it, but I reviewed for this show that uh, Stranger Tides one, and that was that was the one where oh we're dialing it back to just the adventure, not all the overblown special effects and all the yeah. whatever bollocks. That was worse than than the, the others. That was that that and World's End were just. So dreadful it, films. It's just bloated, isn't it? It's... Yeah. I don't understand people that like them. I don't understand it. So I mean, this, this latest one's had some decent reviews. It's just... It's I'm, I'm not a big fan. The only honest, thing I'm but... going off is I've read uh, Paul Mount says, um, Mount, he said on Facebook that it, it, it was good. So that well, makes that, that's, me think that's I'm a recommendation. Oh, if he says that, because believe me, he, he hates them as much as me. So if he liked that one, then I'm minded to give it a go. But but I had decided that enough was enough with the last one. Yeah, because I'd had I'm, be on telly Christmas long. Day one time. Yeah, they're too long. They're too long. End of story. They're just too long. And 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 Valerian, two hours seventeen minutes. It, I'm saying, seriously, if this is it, three D. Uh, I think there is a 3D version. Yeah, I've got yeah. to see it in 3D. Um, it looks like it'll benefit. It. Well, the films like that do. They're beautiful, aren't they, sometimes? They look really good. And I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. No. But... We, we had this last week with the, yeah, the but, technical aspects of it. But, oh, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the this one, I... Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Bomb. We'll, get, we'll know, though, in two or three weeks. So in about... We'll probably know by Monday. 
Boo, you've got to give it a week. You know, the weird thing now, you do sometimes get a, a, a second week that's not too bad, could pull it back. If but it, You know, word of mouth can actually rescue a film as well as kill it. I think this one is so under so many radars. It's... I don't know anybody outside of our lot. Yeah, it's that, on the side of buses and everything, night. but God knows nobody's looking at it. No, nobody I know has mentioned it. No, not, not mentioned it, not mentioned it. My God, no yeah. buzz. Well, your your brother's back. Oh on. God! So, good evening, Mike and Arcade. Firstly, Valerie Singleton film. <laughs> Shame, I feel I will not get the uh, it will not get the crowd because it's not Star Wars or a Marvel film title based on it. It's watchable. I've seen much worse. Oh, okay. Oh, he's seen it then. Right, amazing. Oh, what is it? I've seen much worse. Batman versus Misery Ass. Amazing spider crap, to name a few. That said, a question for you both. Is there a guilty secret pleasure film which the majority hate yet you enjoyed, not prequels? I'll throw my hat in with R.I.P.D. Everyone slated it. Yeah, I found it. Uh, a leave your critic hat off and enjoy rom. I've actually seen that and I enjoyed it. I didn't mind that. Actually, no, I thought that honest. was good. So that's, that's a good But I do choice. get it. Everybody slagged it off. Yeah. Um, now, now on rewatch, I see Deadpool all the way through, and Bridges was amazing. Keep it up. Yes, the magazine uh, was amazing this month, and the review of Diabolic spot on as ten out of ten. Oh, absolutely, Diabolic should be getting ten out of ten. I'm mm. not. That's one I do. I am very ooh precious about giving films ten out of ten, very much so, and I I would not choose to give them very often ever, but. Yeah, if you can't give it to Diabolic, yeah, it's, it's a groundbreaker. If you haven't seen that film, anybody listening, all I've got to say, you don't have to know anything about it. You don't have to do anything other it's than better not to know anything about it. Yeah, just watch it and make your own mind up. I think it's stunning. I, I, absolutely mind blowing. It, it. Uh, I was not expecting it to be that good. You know? No, uh, no, no. Because you watch some classics, seemingly to, uh, referred to as classics, and it disappoints sometimes. Well, can't really. They don't. They don't translate over the ages. No, they it, don't. But, but um, yeah, you know. But you get then you get the odd one where when you actually get to see it, you think, oh yeah, like uh, well, I remember when I first saw Fritz Lang's uh, Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Remember when they redid it with that rock? Jojo um, uh, Marauders. Yeah, that's soundtrack, it. Yeah, yeah, that soundtrack. Um, it's not rock exactly, is it? Sorry, I didn't mean to. But no, Freddie Mercury's on it and all, yeah, a few yeah. other things. So, um, but but that to me, I yeah, I was mesmerised with that film. Visually, it's amazing. That's I wasn't a big fan of that soundtrack, but it's not about it's not about the soundtrack though, is it? No, that but... was a hook to get you to get yeah. a younger audience to yeah. connect with it, wasn't it? And it was a lot shorter the version yeah. of the film. Uh, I think me me, I think the one I, I liked at the time and everybody hated, but it's because I really I thought they nailed parts of it, really. And a lot of people said rubbish. I got the Howard the Duck movie, which is actually alright considering the effects uh, limitations they had back then. You couldn't do a Howard the Duck that looked exactly like the one in the comic book. That's no. impossible. But um, I, I quite enjoyed it. I thought George Lucas got a, a, a fair. He, he got a fair load of crap for though for two films he did straight after he he basically moved on from Star Wars, made it clear he wasn't going to go and do anymore. And then he changed his mind with the prequels. But he said um, he did Howard the Duck and he did Labyrinth. And at the time, both of them bombed at the box office. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked either of them. And now. My God, but he didn't direct Labyrinth, though, did he? No, but he was involved he, he, he was in. Producer, in yeah, it yeah. Was, he was. He was very much on board with that project, yeah. and he did. Um, what was that other fantasy one? Willow. Willow. Yeah. Um, 
and they all bombed. And the uh, that's when everyone started going, oh, oh he isn't, he's not much without Star Wars, is he? All the sort of crap that he gets, you know. And the but I but sign this, but lab, yeah, exactly. Oh, God, that was awful last week. That one, but the but the thing is, Labyrinth is my God uh, to say it's. Uh, it's it was it was in a, for the marathon, not a sprint. One, I mean yeah. that that film has gone from being a complete box office disaster. It was a write off. Yeah, it went onto video yeah. back in them days. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a beloved up. movie now. It's yeah. a beloved movie, and, and everybody. And loves since it. since Mr. Bowie passed away, it's yeah. become even more. Well, he was fantastic in that, and he was, and I'm not just not overhyping it. He was absolutely fantastic. And people forget it was a Jim Henson film as well. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you when you know, you know, because the, there's a lot of Muppety type creatures in it, which yeah. uh, is, is unfair. And it's a shame that it's been adopted, the word Muppet, to mean what it means, which is, you know, like a, a, bit of a, a, a clown, a scally clown, you know, yeah. like if you go outside some some youth causing trouble, you, you refer to them as a Muppet, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's a, bit, it's a bit bad, that, isn't it? Yeah, it sort is. Of, yeah. Considering at the time, I do some of the most beloved children's characters ever, aren't they? You know, and but, still are. You know. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, we we, we covered the uh, fact that Kermit got sacked, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor old uh, get getting a bit too big for his boots, wasn't he? Our, our Mr. Puppet Master there. Yes. So he's, he's been jogged on down the road. You've got a new Kermit coming now. Not that there's anything on with the Muppets because that show got cancelled and there's no plans to do. There the, was uh, that was just a little bit off. I mean, I didn't hate it, but well, it's it's a bit it's a bit weird doing blowjob jokes. And, and, it was, and that was a bit weird. I, I and I'm not precious about it like Chris is. I mean, yeah. he was horrified. I was. I'm not precious, but it jarred me a little bit. Um, and you will get some kids watching it. Yeah, I mean, bound to. It, it, they were really aiming it to, to God, people at our age who were watching it. Oh, yeah, and, well, that's not what's going to happen. And, you know, you know, even then, you know, you want that, you get yeah. me, me the feebles. So. Listen, if I, if that show had been on when I was 10, 11, whatever, and I'd have put that on, my grandma wandering about, yeah. yeah. she would she'd, A, a wing around your no, ear. No, well, she, if she'd have caught the, what they were saying, but it, she would have. But I reckon... That you, your parents, they're just going to see you watching the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, don't you? They're not going to be thinking that they're saying, and even if they're walking past, they won't get what it is because they're not wait, They're not expecting blowjob jokes. And uh, Nobody uh, expects blowjob you know, jokes. They're not expecting it. So that's a shame. Isn't it? Yeah, I can't think of an so, underrated film or film that's overrated and that I like. Really? There's loads. No, because you only like quality, don't you? Is no, that what you were I, saying? I literally, that, yeah. I literally like too much trash. I mean, it's one man's meat is another man's poison and all that. And the there's I'm some films. Happy, I'm quite happy with with the castoffs, and and I will enjoy these well, films. And you can all have your own. But big they've all become. You've got to remember though that the movies that you were watching when you were a kid that that were crap that people were perceived to be. Oh, this is crap, like street trash. Yeah. You know? And all these sort of trauma sort of movies that a lot of snooty people, like especially people like Barry Norman, wouldn't even give the time of day, wouldn't even yeah. review on a mainstream show. Uh, they're now regarded as classics. So it's hard to actually say something's yeah, it underrated because everybody has basically. And the guilty pleasure thing is, is, is not really, 
you know, I don't really subscribe to that because, you know... Well, if you like were... when you're listening to Little Mix, you yeah. mean, stuff like that. No, that would that be... That was like... not the album that... Now, the one before was great. It had a proper 60s sort of... Uh, no. The Supremes about it. No. It's a lot better than you think, seriously. That Arcade Fire album, though, that's good. I don't know. I knew you'd be horrified at that. I knew I'm not a big fan of them. Um, oh, they were all I've, right. I've, I've listened to it. It's, you know, I played some of this week on okay. my show on a Tuesday night. You played Arcade Se- Fire on your nine. show? Yeah. What, well, yeah. what happened? What went wrong? Well, was, you know. Was it an accident? Because it was a, Did you? It's, <laughs> a, it's a new release. I don't have to play everything I like. You know, it's about appealing to people oh, who are listening, right. isn't it? So. Yeah. If I had a, if I had a uh, music show on here, you'd be listening to everything I like. It would be Lord Snooty's. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. And if you didn't like it, well, you shouldn't be You're listening. You're wrong. Yep, yeah, and that's all there is to it. No, come off it. If you've got a radio, you might as well have a bit of your own way. Good oh, God. I don't put a load of rubbish on, but I just put you some know, occasionally, just to keep everybody uh, happy. You know, there's certain movies that, that have, uh, I've, I've never played the music on on here. Never. Yeah. Which one? Go on. Uh, I, I don't like playing the Zimmer stuff, to be honest. I play them every enough, now and again yeah. because, yeah. to me, it's a lot of drums and percussion and all the rest of it. And everybody goes on about he's like, oh, he's the, the next guy. Uh, he's, he's pretty much taken over, um, what's his, uh, John, John Williams', Williams mantle yeah, yeah. and all the rest. As he bollocks. John Williams is, is a one-off. He, he's a legend. He's a proper composer. And he, I don't mind Zimmer. He composes symphonies. Yeah, it's too loud when you get uh, some of these Nolan films, when you get, uh, that's why I quite like Dunkirk, the soundtrack, Zimmer did a very, very good soundtrack and it was excellent. But some of these soundtracks, especially Dark Knight Rises, it's used as a comb over. It's it's just to cover the fact that there's piss all going on on screen mm. of, of any note. And he uses, if you've got to get drama and tension by a load of rhythmic, increasing percussion to get that across when you've got what is the point of having two people who were highly paid actors in on screen yeah. uh, he did it with interstellar he, there was this terrible scene where the um i can't remember who which actress played uh, his daughter but she uh, she was a good actress remember. and she is a good actress so like she's passed on but i just think she'd been in interstellar that's pretty, pretty that, that's much her career dad done, done it in hasn't it but uh, yeah she there was an emotional moment and yeah of course it's a it's a director's choice what to do if he wants to do that he's entitled to do he that he's just drowned out the dialogue because that was awful as well that's my point if he wants to do that that's fine but i'm a reviewer so i'm gonna say it's shit and yeah. that's it and and it's a bad choice i don't care that he did it on purpose it's a bad choice you have that woman who's an excellent actress she this was the key emotional moment it's the one where she chucks the papers in the air she eureka moment she's mm. done it uh biggest breakthrough in her career you know and he, he totally drowned her out with a music mix, he just he zimmered her, he zimmered her into oblivion, and then then you're yeah, everyone's telling me that this guy is a is is an auteur, he's a genius, he's whatever. Well, no, you're not a genius if you've put a film out and all the movie theaters across the United States are putting signs up saying, "No, there's nothing wrong with our sound system. The film really is mixed like this." Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they did. 
because they were getting so many complaints that, oh, the music, you've got it on too. Because normal people that go to see films do not understand film production process, which is absolutely fine. When I'm when somebody's having a baby, I can't explain to you everything that goes on. You know, I don't understand heart surgery. I, I can't do neurosurgery, uh, you know. And people expect people that make movies to be good at it so that they can go and watch it without understanding the film process. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. So they don't think um, that anybody on purpose would have a film with the music drowning out the dialogue so that you can't hear it. So their automatic assumption is, oh, aren't these clowns at this cinema? They've gone and turned the music... Because they'll yeah, just yeah. think it's on a different track and that someone's turned the music part of it up, which... You can do you know, some people that have been in bands probably think that there is a separate track for stuff like that. You can turn the dialogue up because there's hard of hearing uh, versions of films that do do that, but they've been professionally mixed back at base. The special, uh, special, yeah. Ones, yeah. Uh, so he got he, he caused a ratload of trouble with that, didn't he? Yeah, before I've got another Zimmer thing in a well, second, we've got the news in a minute. But, yeah, oh uh, god, we've we, we, considered we've got no no content, we're doing quite well. Yeah, we're doing all right, we'll get we'll get through a lot of news after. We've, yeah, uh, we've got to do that Doctor Who thing that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, but it, I've got two tweets. Go on, two tweets, two tweets. Um, Alan Antimatter, he's oh. a new one to us. Hello, Alan, but Alan, yeah, welcome aboard. I like the name. He sent a couple of tweets about the music things, and and uh, first of all, yeah, he agrees with Mounty. The latest Pirates is very good. And then he says, oh, um, "I'm going to have to see it now." Metropolis soundtrack was ace, especially Freddie. His next tweet because you've only get 140 characters. Yeah, uh, I think Queen bought the rights to Metropolis to use parts for the video for Radio Gaga. I think they probably licensed some of it, but. Yeah, I, actually, I think for a while it was actually yeah. out of copyright because it was yeah. that sort of grey area. Of... I bet you're going to have that. I bet you're going to have some of that soundtrack on your show next week. He's no. going to be. If I'd have known we were going to discuss this, I'd have put. I'd have. I'd have uh, put some on tonight. No. What do you reckon? A eh? battleship Potemkin by the uh, Pet Shop Boys. You love it when these guys tackle films, don't you? Right. <laughs> hey, Who else has done film other than Queen? Obviously, with Flash Gordon, that was good. That was a that good, was a good that, but that was a bespoke. They also did Highlander as well. I know, yeah. But although the soundtrack was actually their own album, it wasn't the soundtrack of the album. Mm-hmm. No, I know. It was a kind of magic album. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. That's that's the. Uh... Um, I did see uh, Stephen Severin. Yeah. Your Sushi's in the Banshees. Mm-hmm. I saw him do a live uh, thing with Vampire. Oh, aye. the 1930s Carl Dreyer film. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed because it was literally him just with a laptop pressing play. Oh, it does my head in. I've um, been to gigs but he like was, that. But he was stood there. I've so. been to gigs like that. I mean, that, but that's what you got when um, who, when you went to see Jan Hammer. Or um, what? What? who is it now? Uh, did Axel F? Um, oh, Harold Fultz. Fultz Mark, yeah. yeah, he just... He just come on stage and then press play on some tape decks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And then he'd pretend to be doing the keyboard for the do 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 do. Yeah, or they'd ac- you know. occasionally just pretend to sort of turn yeah. a dial. Yeah, I know it's bollocks, isn't it? I've watched him. I see it, saw him doing that on top of the pops, and I, I called bullshit on it. And that was before I even knew they were miming. Yeah, because it took me a long time. I was really naive about miming on top of the pops and and cabbage being uh, seaweed in Chinese restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was so naive. 
It took me till uh, late teens before I cottoned onto it all. Anyway, we better go for the news and see what Rebecca Forster's got to say about the world. And we will be back with some Doctor Who news and the rest Who? of your news. Doctor Who news. Yeah, I'm getting um, I'm getting the same sort of weird that that weird thing out that advert for Fab. I'm doing that. I'm. I'm oh, that really bothered you, that didn't it? It has fucking bothered me. I didn't realise that it, she'd done that. You you paid a fiver for that. Oh, don't say that. Actually, well, didn't pay that much. <laughs> Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips, How to Win Planets and Influence People. Ladies and gentle beings, hello! Well, first off, I'm delighted to be here as your guest speaker today. I have to say, I've long admired the work of the Darkon Corporation. You've done a lot of splendid work. The climate catastrophe on Nebulon 4, that was you, wasn't it? The strip mining of the Dandarian belt, who can forget? And (laughs) the obliteration of the Ostracon Delta. Give yourselves a round of applause for that one. (laughs) Remarkable. But you don't want to dwell on past glories. No, you want to achieve new things. You've set your eyes on the ultimate prize, which is why you very kindly invited me here to tell you all about... Invading the Earth. Shall we get started? First slide, please. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. As you can see, he's got a fair number of disguises, all of them laughably flamboyant. Big tip for you. If your security cameras pick up an escaped children's party entertainer heading your way, panic. Big finish. We love stories. Starburst Magazine, issue 439. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. This is Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And don't forget, you can email in at studio at fabradiointernational.com. We are discussing anything and anything, anything and everything, or everything and everything. And uh, just anything, basically. Indeed, anything to do with genre or whatever. We are the official magazine radio show for Starburst Magazine. We will discuss anything you want to discuss. Is there anybody on Twitter? There is. Uh, Alan Antimatter has lovely got back, name, got that, back you know, to us. It's a lovely name. Uh, he's, he's revealed who he really is, but we won't, we won't break his cover. Oh, is he... Is he? Oh, right. So it's like, Alan Incognito. It's like the doc, Doctor Who, is it? Yeah, he's so regenerated. Like... Oh, uh, right. But but it's nice to have you on board, David. Uh, yeah, he says he's recently got the uh, soundtrack for Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Great film. Okay. Uh, I know it's one of Chris's favourite films. Uh, it it's, feature- br- it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it features The Damned and The Cramps. Yeah. It's ace. That's you should, enough. Uh, you you should play some next week, he says. I'd rather just put Grimwood Fiendish on. Yeah. But I will. I will play. It's a good soundtrack. I've got the soundtrack on here. I have. I have. We could just do that Chris for the next half hour. He, 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 uh, um, oh, I shouldn't say that because that's them sort of throwing people under the bus for downloading music. But you know, um, no, he, he probably ripped his CD that he, did, he paid yes. full price yes, on import for. This was a legal copy to um, to use for research purposes for the uh, radio show. Yeah. We're fine. Anyway, he wasn't boom. selling on the market. No, no, no. Because yeah, no, no, not at all. No, so. Yeah. Uh, what, what now? Anything else? Oh, and uh, I also had a message when we talk about soundtracks with pop bands and things. Oh, God, go on. Uh, Nicola yeah. has told me uh, Prince, Batman. That was a good one. 
that was a good album that and and can i say more it's aged well if you actually listen to it now it's not that bad and some of the music that my favorite song on it isn't that bat dance one that that um got in the charts and was at number one for bloody ages that the uh the one i like i like scandalous it's the it's the song that's on the end of the Batman movie, the eighty nine right, yeah. Batman. It's really really good. In fact, bloody hell, I'll, if I, I'll put it on next week, maybe. It's a good it's a good song. I'm saying all this, well, but you, you two did listen. one as well, didn't you? You too. They did a, a Batman track. Uh, um yeah, it was. It hold um, me, kiss hold me, me, kiss me, yeah. thrill me. Yeah, I think uh, it's called. Yeah, it, I like that. Is it on iTunes? I'm sure it's going to get loaded to your iTunes just now. Indeed. you are listening though uh, on on podcast thank you very much please will you give us a review on the bottom of the of the uh, itunes you can put a review and say uh, five i like the five stars by the way i don't not into these you know what it, it, do, it doesn't stars. work if you go below five i've noticed that doesn't they, they don't register it yeah you don't want to be doing that so do 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 that for us that'll be good and just write a little bit saying uh, mm-hmm. These people were wonderful. They helped me through a, a big tragedy yeah. in my life. Yeah. You, or, or the tragedy that is their life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or these people are a tragedy. Indeed. Well, yeah. we are. It's it misery. doesn't matter what you write, as long as that five's there. Misery likes company. That's what it I does. find. So we'll keep you company with your misery. We'll bring some of our own to it. Um, we just, make people feel better about themselves. Oh, we do. We try. Well, it's by comparison, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if I go through what's happening to me most weeks, I've, I've often sat down with people who go, oh, can we have a chat? Oh, let's catch up. And we talk a little bit about that, what they've been doing. Then I talk about what I've been up to during the week. And always... They leave they, with a spring in the step. They do. They leave thinking, okay, so life's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I'm not putting up with all that. So now yeah, we've got another one off, off your Russ. He's oh. saying, um, can I ask what Stavis' feelings are on the big push on this VR Player One film? Film. I can't help feeling a bit sick at just the trailer. Is is there a film that the trailer is not actually better than the film? Wait a minute. Is there a film that the trailer is not actually better than the film but is entertaining as a standalone apart from Skyline, of course? Uh, for me, going through the 80s with VHS trailers would promise so much. Big meat, uh, big meat eater trailer got more views than most movies, along with Basket Case. Yeah, I still mm. love the film. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm quite looking forward to Ready Player One. It's, it looks interesting. You see, I, I don't know. Um, it's it's all weird, isn't it, at the moment? Like, you know, you're talking about their v, VR and stuff. They, they, they talk now about getting cinemas integrated more with that sort of thing and maybe having cinemas where you go to watch it and you are putting on a version of a uh, of 
one of those uh, Oculus Rift type things, which yeah. you know, I'm, I'm madly obsessed with. I know, but that's not going to work for a cinema. I know, but I mean, if you were involved in, in the experience, I don't know. I'm just because off the, top of my head the whole point of going to an experience with somebody else is you can look around and see them. Oh yeah, you've got that on your face. You might as well be on your own. People could be doing all sorts well, to do you. Do you remember Brad, Brad? He's been on the show. He's doing. I do. The I don't remember Brad. Brad. Yeah, amazing. Brad said um, he put on a massive event. And it was a headphones uh, disco. Oh, the so silent you, disco things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no music at all in the place. You go in and everyone's got headphones on. But, but they can all see each other. Still can't talk to each other, can you? But, you can't hear yourself with you've got bloody head, headphones on. No, they're all listening to different bits of music. They're all dancing wildly. In I can't imagine. Ways. In different ways. Because it's different music. It's a bit like when I go out. I still don't understand But, it. But... Well, if you've got your eyes covered, you don't. You might as well be on your whole, your own. You might as well go stay well, at home and do that. At. I don't. I don't get the point. I don't I see that. Don't. That's never going to happen in the cinema. No. Well, maybe you're right. But I, when it comes to trailers, though, he's asking about trailers. I I love trailers. I, I, my love of trailers started because in this in the UK, kids today don't. They don't know them on. They don't remember what it used to be like. You would go to see a film and you had what is known in the UK as a full support feature. Oh, yes. Now, the full support meant that you went, you would get uh, some adverts for your um, stuff in the foyer. Yeah, yeah. local get, curry house. Yeah. Um, don't forget to pick up your free copy of film review and get your mm. uh, get some popcorn, get some Kiora and, and all that. Um, and then you would get... Uh, a few more adverts, and then it would. Go, then you would watch a a movie about a dockyard uh, on for twenty minutes, with narrated by Tally Savalas or someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, then, and then Tally Savalas looks at Birmingham. Yeah, and, and it, it's it a genuine film. Yeah, you, the the I don't I don't know where these films have gone. I would actually like to watch one or two of them. Just I'm sure see. I'm sure they're knocking about. If you have that sort of before uh, means. Star Wars, I remember there was one about motorbikers. There were, well, there was the famous one before the Empire Strikes Back was the uh, the Hot the Slayer type one oh, because yeah, they, yeah. They, they they did a Kickstarter a while yeah, back yeah, to do a yeah. feature of it, I didn't they? It. I remember it. Well, that was it one just of the turned ones, up recently. That's one of the ones that you watch though. These others, mm. believe me, I can tell oh, you right skateboarders. now. Skateboarders. I I didn't didn't pay a blind bit of notice to these. I was just sat there going, "Oh god, when's the film going to come on?" That's all I was thinking. Then the trailers had come on. So I then would pep up and get ready for the film when the trailers were on because mm. the trailers now, you go into the cinema, there's a few adverts, the trailers come on and then the film starts. Now, you'd been tortured by a boring uh, public information type film for 20-odd minutes before the trailers came on. When, when the trailers came on, I was, it was very a relief. Much, I was ready for some entertainment at that point. And the trailers were always good. I mean... Um, they also Stuff like the trailer for Cue the Winged Serpent. For ten centuries it has waited to be awakened, to be worshipped again like a god, to fill the skies, to cast its shadow over the earth, to release its fury. Today in New York City, the winged serpent rises. The winged serpent rules. The winged serpent. David Carradine. This thing has been prayed back into existence. 
Michael Moriarty. It was big and there was something in it that looked like an egg. But it couldn't have been an egg. I mean, there aren't any eggs. There's no egg that big. Richard Roundtree. What I want to know is, how the hell is this tie in with the murders and the mutilations? Candy Clark. What are you going to do if someone dies tomorrow, or the next day, or the next day? Well, I'm not going to think about it. You know, it won't be my fault. It'll be theirs if they don't give me what I want. Money. One million dollars in cash tax free. They are searching. Looking good. Discovering. <laughs> Believing. And preparing for the battle of a thousand years. Load tracer ammunition. Want to see the trajectory? Get those guns out of the basket! Okay, everybody hold their positions. Everybody stay right where you are, all right? Don't move! against the fantastic flying forces of a lost age. You like saying a prayer? A man against the winged serpent. Today in New York City, the winged serpent rules. The legend has come alive. It looked a lot better. I, I did like Hugh the Winged Serpent, yeah. but the the trailer made it look a lot better than it was. We've got an interview with Larry Cohen in our latest issue. All oh, right, let's see. There let's we see. go. But the the yeah skyline you use. Well, that's that you said that skyline to me is the is my turn of phrase for it because you've been you've been skylined. If you've been to see a uh, you've seen a trailer and you go and see the film on the strength of it and there is a gulf and I don't just mean the trailer was a bit misleading yet a trailer's not going to put all the shit bits of the film in and hope you'll come and see it it's going to try to sell the film but I can't, I think there's an art form in a trailer and mm. there are some good ones like I will say that first um, with the, the, the weird uh, music going you know for um Prometheus. Yeah. That was a damn good trailer. Because it had the it looked es- great. Had the essence of alien without without being alien. Correct. That was a very good trailer. That was better than the film. The trailer was was good and it stood in its own right. If you watch it now, the trailer, you even though you know the film didn't turn out I enjoyed it, but not everybody liked it. And but you can still look at a trailer and think, wow, that's that that sells a good film. Mm. And the uh, trailers are an art form. And, they, and they've I, changed a lot over the years. They have. They, they used to be. I mean, you, you'd say this spoilerific now. Mm. You look back because I watched a lot of the uh, the trailer compilations and things that have yeah. come out on Blu-ray and DVD. Because yeah. I'm that sad. Yeah. Um, on the stuff in the seventies and things, stuff that we might not I don't necessarily think it's got sad over it. Collections of trails, I think they're fascinating. They but, really are. But a lot of them had had massive spoilers in. But what we don't get anymore is. In a world. Whoa, feedback. <clears throat> All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for the comedian <clears throat> movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no, in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no, in a world? It's not that kind of movie. 
Oh? Okay. In a land that... No, in a land either. In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time... It's about a comedian, Jack. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. No. On the edge of space. Just space. A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now. No. More than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. I hate you. A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No. I like it in here. Yeah, I love all that. In a yeah. world. Do you know there's a film when? called In a World? And it's about a, a movie narrator. There's a woman. Um, well, the, the guy who used to do that died, didn't he? So, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the. I'll tell you what I... Um, something else I was going to say then. Chad, what do you think what I was going to say? It pop, popped in my head and popped out then. <laughs> but the, uh, oh, dear. We haven't had one of them yet. But the... I do think that the tra that trailers. I I get annoyed when people make bad ones, and when you're talking about spoilers in some of these, I still say you're gonna. It's gonna be a long, long time before you get a spoiler as bad as the one for the mummy that's yeah. just been out. Well, yeah, that because was that... An, that was an apocalyptic level spoiler. Because only because when you see the film, you realise how much better that film would have been if you didn't know that. It would have been a great shock. Mm. It would have been. It would have been genuinely one of the best bits about the film. Yeah, and, 15, and 20 minutes in, Good killing. God, fancy giving that away in the trailer. It, it's If you've not seen it, I don't, I don't know what to say to you. But I mean, I wouldn't suggest you go and see The Mummy. I can't recommend it's it. It's probably it's, not in anymore. It's, just, it's, on, it was, it was, it's come out on DVD, Blu-ray in a couple off, of months. Um, Wonder Woman went off quite quick as well. I did do a lot of films. They've actually got a date for Wonder Woman on DVD now. I've just been have, looking yeah. at it. There we go. Yeah. Further the feminist cause once it's, more. Hey. I think it's beginning of October. Yeah. It's coming I'm going out. to have to cut them little comments out. I've had a complaint about that already. Have you? Oh, yeah, I've had a complaint. I mean, I'm going to, I'm putting the the letter of complaint about me in the letters page of this this issue that we're working on. So you're a sexist pig because you don't go along with everybody else's opinion. He had a pop at me because he was taking the piss out of Gal Gadot. There you go. Anyway, yeah, but it's, it's stuff that she'd said, though, wasn't it? So. It is stuff that she said. She's quite happy about being uh, in Mossad. So there we go. I'm and I'm not. Why am I a bad guy for pointing that out? And and yeah, if don't you, shoot the messenger. Listen, my stance on things like this are quite simple. If you are a person acting in a film, whatever you do off screen, whatever you get up to, that's up to you. That's your antics. Yeah. You start to be uh, running along with drinking your own Kool-Aid and going round with this, uh, we're at part of a feminist movement, mm. which is what DC tried to get going by the women only screenings or stuff. And they, made, they politicised the movie. Yeah. So therefore, uh, she becomes this ambassador that, uh, for, for all of that. And I am going to point out that she was in uh, an occupying military force. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. She's never anyway, denied it, though, and she, she hasn't. So there you go. And considering she's not that proud, I mean, the the bit depends what side you're on. I'm not on any side either. I just wish the conflict would go away and be resolved. But but stating facts. Well, yeah, she just said um, she she used it. She was quite proud of the fact that oh, they used all that when they were creating my character for, for Fast and the Furious. And her character in Fast and the Furious is an ex-Israeli intelligence operative uh, who's been in the army and learned how to kill people ten thousand different ways. You know, so mm, 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What right. comes around goes around. Yep. Anyway. Oh, it's bloody break time again now. God, it's been still well. haven't done Doctor Who yet. We've got news. Right, we'll do Doctor Who and all the rest of the news in a, in a nice quick burst when we get back, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't worry. Um, um, we won't be too long. And we're also going to bring to you the latest developments with Stretch Armstrong. Ooh. <laughs> These women have just seen their doctor. Doctor Death. He stalks the city through the dark of night. I think somebody's coming toward my apartment. He has powers more terrible than any man who ever lived. <coughs> Don't answer your doorbell. What do you want? It may be Dr. Death making a house call. Rated R, restricted. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Want the latest news from the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment without journeying to the dark side? Catch the Starburst Radio Show every Wednesday on Fab Radio International at 9 p.m. Hosted by the editors of Starburst Magazine. I find their lack of decency and common sense disturbing. Starburst Magazine, the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. We make total film look like rubbish. Embrace the alternative. This, this is Fab Radio International. And welcome back for the final segment of tonight's Starburst Radio, live from Manchester at Fab Radio International. And Manchester, we're very proud of Manchester, and it, that's why I'm, I thought I'd mention it. We don't mention it enough, yes. but we're not in London, we're in Manchester. There you go, because no. it's better. It is. And it always will be. So there, that's a controversial statement. And if you are listening uh, anywhere else... We do things very differently. Uh, oh, don't <laughs> give me all that madness. No, no, no. We just do no. things very differently. Yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Not in a good differently. <laughs> right, we were talking about Doctor Who. And here's the thing. There was, back, back in the 1970s when Tom Baker was Doctor Who, there was a series... Um, I'm trying to remember which era it was. It doesn't matter what season it was. What what does it matter? It's in the sixth, in the 1970s. I think it's about 79. I think, and they were making a season of Doctor Who, and there was a strike. And as such, there was a half finished episode of Doctor Who called Shader or Sharda, as some pretentious it was a, twats call a serial, it. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, six parts. It yeah. was the it, they used to do about four or five four-part stories because it used to be on Saturday night, 25-minute episodes. Now it's on, the, the, you've got a double length every week, haven't you? You've got like 50 yeah, They minutes. don't do it the way they used to do it, basically. No, no, they used to have four episodes, cliffhanger, then a new story would start. Well, they, they would usually be four four-parts or five four-part stories. Oh, and that's they then... confusing me now with this. No, right. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, even. Right. I'll try and say it differently. There would be about six stories a season and they would be in split into four episodes of 25 minutes. Yeah. And when you got to the end Chapters. of one story, another one would start and it'd be on every week. And you had four or five stories that were four parts and you would always have a slightly longer one that was six part story. And now some of them are good and some of them ones are the ones that, if I'm being honest, watching them recently if i've seen any of them they look slight they are slightly padded out 
I think four mm. episodes is long enough to tell a story that's yeah. an hour and a half um, to tell a Doctor Who story. I think that's fine. The, the that's a decent take, film size. Yeah, taking it up to like two and a half hours, two two hours twenty minutes is a bit much. But Shader was um, was one of them. So it's unfinished now. Over the years, loads it's of bitten by. Douglas um, Adams. It was Douglas Adams, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why people will think it's important because mm-hmm. some people don't like his era of Doctor Who, but his stories were very well written and they were very whimsical and they, they did have that touch that he brought to the Hitchhiker's Guide. Regardless I, of uh, his, his Doctor Who stuff, he was a legend. He was great. He was, yeah. Do, I've do, seen do, his grave. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> but you've taken some, some off as a souvenir. <laughs> no. Would do I, would do I people do leave towels? They do. Do they? They leave pens, they leave towels, they leave little right. stones on top. That's a, a Jewish thing, I think, leaving stones on top of a grave. Oh, right, okay. Um, but, so if you move them, does the Blair Witch come for you? Yes, yeah, something like that. Um, but someone had actually, went, one time I went to see it, someone had left a Dalek on top. Good. Yeah, we'll see. That's nice, isn't it? And this, so so it's got that resonance to it, this story. And lots of lots of people have done, have done half-assed attempts at, at redoing this. Um, one notable um, use of it, the footage of it, some a little bit of it turned up in the episode The Five Doctors because Tom Baker refused to come back for that yeah. and they used a little bit of footage from that to explain his absence. And the, there's been talk for years about finishing it off. Obviously, you can't, once it got 10 years on, it became once it got like eighties, nineties. There was no way Tom Baker could come back and film the rest mm. of it because he looked totally different. So you you had that problem. So they were going to. There's lots of different ways of doing it. Now there was well, a big finish did a version, didn't they? Big finish did a version, but I think it was from perspective of the Eighth Doctor telling it. It was the Paul McGann one. Yeah, yeah Paul yeah, McGann. Yeah. Whereas everybody wants the pure Tom Baker version. They want the version they didn't got. Get got didn't got. What am I talking like? <laughs> like talking like a lout, you know. Like what I do. Like what? Yeah. Anyway, the so what's what happened uh, recently is they've they've been a few attempts at animating episodes of Doctor Who that have been wiped. So we've got the audio for it, mm. and they've been wiped. So they uh, they've put the original episodes on a DVD with um, with some animated ones that are trying to recapture that and use these Well, they used to do the, the uh, screen snap ones first, really. Yeah, well, they were shit. Yeah. You're an idiot if you thought they were all right. If yeah. anybody is watching and they, that was their idea of watching an episode of Doc 2 by looking at a load of telly snaps with, uh, with an audio... I, uh, you know, I get that you're desperate to see it. Just pick up the Target novel and read that. Yeah. They, they, that was a way of oh, seeing oh, an episode. Get a copy of Razzle get. or something. Well, whatever, even if you have to do, if you are that obsessed with Doctor Who that you need to to fill that gap and get the experience of this missing holy grail of an episode or whatever one it is, then the the the, the novelizations are there. Uh, tally snaps, my God, it's it's pathetic. Anyway, I get it. There are right to look at for the odd picture, but my God, it's not it's not the same, is it? Now, what did work for me is these animations. They were good. They did. There's been a few of them. The invasion was done, and they just did um, the what is it? Power of the Dark, yeah, isn't yeah, it? That's the, last uh, one, the yeah. first. Uh, Troughton one that's it's criminally wiped it's missing they, mm-hmm. they've not found that so the first doctor's re, the first, doctor's first regeneration into Patrick Troughton that story's missing so they animated it it was pretty good and it was very watchable and that was a long one I think that was a six part story and it was and that was pretty good so they're going to do the same thing now the BBC do Shader 
Why is this controversial? Well, it's going to go down great with a lot of people, but the the Uber Doctor Who fan, Ian Levine, who uh, J.R. Southall, who, who's our expert on Doctor Who, he, our huru. he's mates with him, I think, and he's done he spent a bit of time with him, and he uh, covered the fact that Ian Levine did an animated version of Shader, obviously without licence and without clearing it with the BBC. He did it and then took it to the BBC and went, here, look at this, it's dead good. Please, can you give us some money and can we make this proper? Yeah. I've just done a version of it and we could do, make it a bit better and you can release it. And they sort of went, okay, Ian, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll give you a ring sometime, yeah. yeah. And three years later, this this arrived. So... It wasn't that bad an idea, so you've got to look at it this way. Yeah, how will he feel? He's probably going to be a bit pissed off, to be honest, isn't he? Yeah. Because I would be. And um, if, if I'm not a big expert a on this insult, sort of thing, but I, 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 I am aware that, that Mr. Levine, who was a big big feature of the disco era as well as he was a, a DJ or something. I like believe that. so. Yeah. But he, he wasn't very happy with this casting announcement recently either. I heard this, yeah. I mean, I've, I've didn't, because of all the, the kerfuffle, I've, I've not been reading people's... I've sort of switched off. The minute they start discussing um, a woman Doctor Who, I just go, oh, I can't be bothered listening to these guys arguing about this. Um, so I've not looked, but I was surprised. Um, I, I don't know what approach he took. He had. Was he reasonable or, or was I he being a dinosaur about it? I think he was completely a bit of a dick about it. Was he? Funny that, isn't it? Because you think somebody that's being progressive enough to want to actually produce his own animated version of this missing story would be um, a little bit more open-minded than that. Yep. Someone from the disco area, you think, could be... But uh, JR's yeah. all for it. He thinks it's it's wonderful that, yeah, that quite, that's right or wrongly. That's it. We'll find out. But he thinks quite it's right really too, good. It's a good. It's a good move. He's very excited about it. And um, I would have thought, well, he's, it's going to be a bit awkward. I mean, I thought Next he time is, he's going around for a cup of tea. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I thought with him being sort of friendly with JR, he'd probably have a similar opinion, but he's not. Um, no, I think there's, there's dinosaurs and then there's people. Well, I guess you don't know what anybody brain. thinks, do you, until, until it comes to it. I mean, I've had some people who uh, I thought were sensible and then they, they turn around and bloody tell me that they voted for Brexit, you know. Well, you know, yeah. I'm not getting into that, but I've had that off a few people and it's always, you go, oh, God, grief. It's really? like, you know, disappointment. Really? And it's the same sort of disappointment I see when I've known someone, I'm just getting to know them, I think they're really great. And then uh, I'm, I'm dead in prayer, or I'm thinking, oh, they, this is almost like a new friend, you know. Mm. And then they, they pull out the cigarettes and start smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a deal breaker. It's you're still the same and but you're still it, friends it, with them, but then you yeah, go, ah, oh, so that's your little flaw. You lower the, you know, you know, you lower the impression a little I thought bit. I'm not a smoking snob, by the way. It's just, I don't know. When I see intelligent people do it, I just get a little bit, mm, what are you doing that for? That doesn't make sense. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, anyway, absolutely. So that was the Doctor Who news that we that only take took me three quarters of the program to get to when I mentioned yep. it. When we the upshot it. is, the rumor is BBC are doing their own. Yeah, they they look. You're saying that. I know. I get where you're coming from. You're doing that journalist thing, aren't you? Which is nice. Where you don't. But but they would have denied it. Yeah. And it's broken. They've not denied it. So it's it's an announcement, isn't it? So stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. Explain to everyone. I, I think this is for you. This is uh, really, yeah, this because I'm. Got, I don't want to just be sat here till the end of this show giving everything a kicking. So I thought maybe I'd like no, to this, give this one a bit of a kick around, and then I'll. There's, there's nothing I could say positive about this. 
Right. Not even from whatever we're doing. Okay, well, kicking it is then. What a stupid idea this is. What a stupid, stupid, stupid idea this is. How on earth can you think that this is worth doing? What are you going to be doing? It's an animated series, I believe. Well, that's fine. That's, I guess, whatever. There's no way you could it's, do it any other way. How boring would it be to do that Marvel Studios get the rights, say, to Fantastic Four back and they go, I know, we're going to do a solo Mr. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's with him having all the brains and all the inventory mad scientist thing going on. You could have probably made that sort of slightly work, but you, you a stretchy guy, a stretchy guy. Well, you know what? Without, without going into this even further, this leads us on to another bit of news. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, the Flash with the elongated man, yep. which is basically Mr. Fantastic. Well, the, the, right, the elongated man predates Mr. Fantastic. Oh, right? does it really? So Mr. Fantastic, yeah. come along. Now, you could argue that, that, that then if I throw also in the mix, and this is also a DC property, now it wasn't, Plastic Man. You're right, I remember So he got man. Plastic he Man. He had nice shades. And then you go, and you, and you go right, you lot, what, what, where did this idea that having a guy who could stretch... Uh, was, sometimes were, it was, works right yeah sometimes it, 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 we would all like that bit we're but... talking about all not one pacific part though, aren't we? <laughs> the the problem here is is this guy elon get man yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting but i thought the more interesting thing is they were master detectives him and his wife elon gated man you know sue dibney ralph dibney they were one of the first married couples is that not the guy from uh, red dwarf no that's Dwayne. That's Dwayne Dibley. God, it's not even similar at all in any way. Well, it is. But he, he's, yeah, they, 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 stretchy things. Yeah, I get it. What, what, what do you want to, oh, you can't possibly be getting excited about this. And then No, they, if you're getting excited by stretchy things, yeah. you've listened to the wrong show. You certainly are. Now, I mean, Stretch Armstrong was what it was. You mate would have one. And you, you'd go around and then once, once in your life, You'd grab his legs and he'd grab his arms and you'd pull it and stretch him. And, that's and then your, you'd put him That's down. The, the doll knot you made. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Trying to be clear on that one. Where, and then you'd then put stretch to one side and watch TV or watch something or do something. And you'd never touch it again. You'd never go near it again. Because it's the lamest toy in the world. And, it's and not interactive. It's lame. It? It's so lame. And I, t- I told you, and everybody who collects them, you're lame as well. You're yeah. all so sad and pathetic. I'm There's sorry. There's only one person really who collects There is them. two, actually. Is it two? There's oh. the Stretch King, King, who bids on every single one that's on there. And his name is Stretch King. My mate, um, Steve uh, Berry, was doing his toy book needed to get a picture of him and thought, well, rather than buy a Stretch Armstrong, because I can't buy one, because every time he put a bid on one, the Stretch King would come on and up and the bid up and gets them. He buys every single Stretch Armstrong that comes on and he's out to buy all of them and all the the collector's ones. And then uh, he said, 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 look, I keep bidding, but you keep out bidding me. Is there any chance I could use a photo of a Stretch Armstrong off your site, the Stretch King site, to put in my book? 
um, it's so that uh, you know, and I'll put a, a I'll put a credit for you in the book, yeah. And he and the 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 email that came back was demented. It was all in block caps, and it was going, "You cannot use pictures from my website, for I am the Stretch King. They are the property of the Stretch King." And it was went on like a Dalek, yeah. Uh, so he's mad. And then it turns out there's a Japanese lad who uh, a lot younger than him. And he uh, he's his nemesis, and he's <sighs> bidding on eBay against him, and they're both trying to buy all these rare rare stretch Armstrongs, yes, he... like Fetch Armstrong. Remember that? That's yeah, yeah. the little Dachshund dog. That's a stretch Armstrong. There's a stretch Hulk. It was. That's I remember about the stretch six Hulk. or seven of them left because what the Stretch King does is he's got the corn flour stuff that you put in the, the, the special syrup. solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's redone that, and he also mends them. He's but mental. But the thing mental. is. The way you're telling it there, up. that would make an excellent film. Mm-hmm. It would. The I mean, fight between them two. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's a true story. It's I would, happening I would now. pay to see that. Oh, my God. Well, do you know what? Them, them, them hulks, them stretch hulks, the Japanese, his nemesis is the Japanese guy. I say that, I just don't know his name. Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. He's, uh, he's, got, uh, he's got one of the hulks. And it's the one that he's not got. And I bet it's really, really riling. It's he's he's mad. You, well, if you find the Stretch King online, you can find his site, and his site is just full of. It looks like it's come from nineteen eighty nine or something. Like it's just one of the first ever web <laughs> websites. He's just got flashing uh, gifs animated everywhere. You could you could get a frigging um, epileptic fit just looking at this website. And it's got all different coloured fonts everywhere. It's just mental. Beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so there you go, Stretch King. I've got to say, Stretch Armstrong and the Flex Fighters. Yeah. Fail. Yeah. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say on that. So, Exorcist, another six seasons. They're no. talking about another six seasons. Of the I, didn't finish, I didn't finish the first one. I, I haven't know, seen I know the people, first series. People raved about it, but it just didn't grab me. Yeah. And, and... If that's not grabbing you, what about the Simpsons sequel? Why? Is, does Why anybody now? actually watch it nowadays? I don't know. I absolutely adored the Simpsons. But, yeah, back in the day, yeah. But but you just fade away from it because it got, you know, a bit meh. Well, Chris is more into it than me, and he said, and he always intrigued me when he told me that they originally were going to age him in real time. So Bart was going to become a teenager, then he was going to be a young man, and then he was going to go on. You'd probably have him going through his midlife crisis, the the old guy, and then he'd get older, and then you know you could, and he was going to deal with a passing passing of time. But instead, they've just kept him in the little cocoon, you know. And I think that's a missed opportunity. But why on earth? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because you would have thought they'd have done the Simpsons movie, the first one when it was huge yeah, it? Yeah. back in the 90s. And they yeah. basically yeah. waited until everybody was not watching it. Correct, yeah. And and luckily the film was good. The so. film was good, but it wasn't a huge film. Not everybody no. went to see it. And and if they'd have done it when that show was huge, that would have been one of the biggest blockbusters. Absolutely, that would have made so much year. money. And they've waited ages for that. And then there wasn't an initial follow-up to that. And it wasn't clear that that, it was pretty clear that seemed to be a one-off. And now all of a sudden, 
what's what's rattled their cage again now that they've gone back to the well? The the the, the sequel. What what is the uh, point of this? Is uh, is Mister Graining uh, missing a few shekels in his bank? I or? don't know. I would hope not. It's, they've, they've, it's been going a long time. That's a lot of opportunities to put money in the biggie bank, isn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, if you've all been watching Game of Thrones, that was a very very good episode this week. Without spoiler in it, yeah, yeah. A lot of storylines came to pass, and you get to hear. Dame Diana Rigg used yeah. the word cunt, mm-hmm. which we don't use very often on this show. No. And I only used it because if it's good enough for, for, for Diana. Yeah. I never thought I'd live long enough to hear her say that. Was that one of your little wish? No, I wish. I just I don't know. I mean, I, I felt a bit dirty. I didn't like it. Just... <laughs> it depends what you were doing while <laughs> No, well, not the... I don't want to but be horrible, look like she, used to. she hasn't aged that well, has she? I mean, I've seen some light on the black man age quite well, but bloody... This was... She was perceived to be one of the most beautiful women in the world. Oh, God, yeah. And she was very, very, very attractive. Very unique looking as well. A very... And, uh, she, But she never hit big with movies. I mean, she went into On Her Majesty's Secret Service... In my opinion, she stole the show in that film. She was she fantastic. Did. She was in Theatre of Blood. Yeah, Theatre of Blood. With uh, Vincent Price. And then what happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. She The last thing I remember seeing her in before this sort of research, re, uh, renaissance lately with Game of Thrones putting her back on the in, in front of a mass audience was the um, she did... Uh, she was uh, in a cameo in the New Avengers, where Steve just in a flashback scene gives her a ring, which I thought was very cool. Mm. But the I saw but, her on stage at yeah. Laura. Oh, well, she's a good, She was big on stage. She theater, did a lot. Theater, of theater was amazing. Yeah, and she's a fantastic actress, and that's why. Oh, God, I, I bet. I bet. What was she like when they passed her that script? But it I was, bet she loved. To say it that. was funny though because yeah. it was her and. Well, that character as well is, yeah. is that cantankerous. I love uh, her character in Game She didn't of give her monkeys, did she, about no, anything? I love her. Well, that, um, that's actually a bit of a spoiler. Yeah, but... can you stop referring to her in the past tense? Sorry. <laughs> well, I said at the beginning, I'm, everybody knocks me over spoiling Game of Thrones, but and I spoiled it by saying there were no spoilers once, didn't I? It's yeah, like, that, that, was, that, was, that was accidental. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I mean. And, and oh, yeah, I just want to confirm if you were listening to the show the other week, they confirmed that Bond, the next Bond movie, was back at such a time, uh, whatever date it was next year, and they were saying that, oh, does that that means that Daniel Craig won't be in it then if it's 2019? And I said, absolute bollocks, Daniel Craig is in it. And yes, Dan, it's been announced, Daniel Craig has come to an agreement with them. I think there are a bit of mugs coming to an agreement with him after what he said. I, I, no, they sh- they I should have said, uh, ungrateful, big eared twat. They should have sacked him off. He's a big eared ungrateful sod he's he he's a great actor no doubt but these people who can act as well as him who look more like james bond i'm sorry i and do would, like wouldn't diss it yeah wouldn't refer to it as rather slash his wrists it's a bit distasteful when you've got all these problems in the world and people outside here with manchester at the moment we've got the biggest house homeless problem thanks to certain politicians that you know uh, and then you've got to hear him moaning Moaning, I'd rather have, have the, and apparently they've given him 150 million for yeah. two movies. Was the I, offer? I oh would my. rather slash my wrist and take millions off people. Yeah, for a it's job. distasteful to me to hear that, and it's yeah. very disappointing. That's all I've got to say on it. I've never been a massive fan of him as Bond, although I did love Casino Royale and I did like his interpretation of Bond, but he didn't no. look enough like him. None of me. them's done it for me, really. No, 
and um, the less said about the twist, Inspector, the better, you know. The, and, and the <laughs> well, you've said enough about that one. Oh, I can't take it. It's even watching it now. It's just painful, but there you go. And, and one last one before we go, because we're nearly out of time. And we, uh, we, yeah, Andy Circus. every single time, he, I, he wins me over because I started out when Chris was saying he was the best thing since sliced bread. And I said, oh, he's an overrated, you know, whatever. He's just a guy. He's like mocap and he's just got a load of table tennis balls on that stuck mm, to ping him pong like balls. they used to. Do you remember ping pong balls, whatever? <coughs> and um, he's, it just to me, he didn't seem very talented. And then over time, I've come around to Chris's way of thinking. And I do appreciate there is an artistry involved, especially after watching these three apes movies. Um, I got an appreciation for what he is doing, yeah. And but he's not alone. There were other people in that cast. I still don't agree with him when he got himself in hot water the uh, two, three years ago by suggesting that he should get an Oscar and not the other people. And he d- downplayed all the people at Weta that were doing all the digital yeah. effects around him. <laughs> They're the people Smith, who do the real work. He referred to it uh, them as digital makeup artists. How insulting. And that's when I went off him. So every time he, he impresses me, he opens his mouth. And then I go, oh, bit of a dick, whatever. So we're, get, we're doing all right. He got through this film, been on release. It's gone. It's still at cinema, taking a lot of money. And he's not managed to put his foot in it until, until today. Now. And now he's, uh, Andy Serkis has joined Petter. And he's saying, he's now announced point blank. His, his opinion is that the use of animals now in movies and television, is absurd and cruel. So he's suggesting that perhaps all uh, a man, a man who who's made his fortune playing an animal uh, on screen, is suggesting that every instance of an animal on screen should be played by um, uh, somebody or just be digitally captured. Uh, is Andy, he throwing his I've hand in the? Uh... Yeah, he, he, it's not like he's got a dog in the fight, is it? You know, well, they wouldn't have a real dog in it, yeah. Well, would it? Not, not anymore. He's got a digital no. dog in the fight. Yeah, he loves to get political, doesn't he? He can't just leave it alone. He's, 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 he's. Um, you've done well, Andy. Keep your mouth shut. Keep taking the money, and and I'm sure at some point they'll make an excuse for you to get an award. Yeah, I'm not being harsh. There, I'm just saying. But in my opinion, you are, you are part of the. You're part of it. I get it that it's you and that you were Caesar, but. There are some other people. I mean, the the hair, the the the, the texture, the the look of Caesar. That that's not all just him. No, and that's that's it. But he's done a good job. But keep your mouth shut. And 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 maybe maybe a lot of animals shouldn't be used in films and TV. But if they he shouldn't be abused in he, films, that's but, the difference. Yeah, but what is he? What is he? What what what? Experiences he had with animals making these films. Well, he hasn't actually come in contact with any of them. Correct. Yeah. That's my point. Mm. So why all of a sudden is Andy Friggin Circus the uh, some self-appointed spokesman for Petter? It's a bit ironic, hey? ironic that you're pronouncing his name Circus as well. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, uh, it, that is probably how you say it, but it's just just think. So about I've it. always yeah. said it. No, I think about you know it. me. I just yeah. I don't really. I don't <laughs> think I'm going to get to meet him, and if I do, I'm probably as likely to meet him as I do Ben Kingsley because they're probably if anybody's even remotely read what an issue of the magazine, they're never going to speak to me, are they? So, you know how it goes. Anyway, that's that. That's us then. Well, with uh, without not should we do, do a little what couple of plugs. Correct, let's finish on the plugs. Let's get the plugs in. Uh, We have a competition running on our Facebook at the moment. Uh, All you have to do is share the post, like the post. 
uh, we've got a competition running on our Facebook at the moment, and then I could have inserted. That soundbite that will be on the podcast. Yeah, excellent. Uh, It runs out on Friday, so get the podcast up really quickly. Oh, damn. (laughs) Um, Damn. Yeah, if uh, if you share the post, like the post, and tag in some of your mates... You might win some tickets for a uh, a swindig at the uh, the bowlers' cantina. A swindig. A swindig. What's a swindig? <laughs> What's a swindig? It's a swindig. It's sw- a shindig. Shindig. It's a shindig. What the hell is a swindig? <laughs> we can, Where? We can have a, this is the swindig. Oh my god! That's yo. That's the title of the show, sorted. Right. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, this is a swindig. Yeah. Yep. Probably is. Uh, yeah. They're unveiling their Viper model, mm. which from Battlestar Galactica, yeah. uh, which they built this big thing for the uh, the big uh, convention for the love of sci-fi. Yeah. So that's the Viper room. Yeah, yeah. Didn't no no one's going to die outside. I it, no. got it. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, yeah. Or River Phoenix has it out, just I hope, outside. I hope not. Propped up. <laughs> that might be me. Oh, God. God. Having a swindig. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, you've missed out the most important part of this competition, by the way. No, no. Do all that. We're going to be there. We're going to be there. You get a competition to meet us. Yeah. There you go. How's that for ego? There is hey. going to be some celebrity people there. Yeah, no, I've just said. It's probably going to be I've sec- just said. I've just second said stormtrooper from the left. But, yeah... There's yeah. going to be people there. Yeah, I've just said celebrities. We're both going to be there. We're going to be there. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. We never know. We might we might drag Chris along and all. Yeah, you might get him. Shauna might be there. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. yeah. We might all be there. It might be it might be the whole team. You We're looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Try and enter it mm. and uh, and have some cocktails at the cantina. The cantina Indeed. in Boulders. Yeah. So there and there's go. also some at home on Monday. Go on. If I can plug this one. Go on. Uh, if you're in Manchester, which we are. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the big uh, arts complex home is hosting uh, Andrew Levoid, who's the director of the Search for Wen Weng. Yes, yes, yeah. I think I want to see that. It's a great film. Yeah, I, I I've saw, not I, seen it. I saw it when it was last screened at Cornhouse, and yeah. I met met Andrew. Yeah, had a great night with him. Uh, it's going to be a good night. It's a little fella there, and all. No, because he's dead. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, what am I saying? Uh, when, oh, God, he's long dead and all. Weng Weng passed good, away a while back. Good God, he's been dead about 20 years. But 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 Andrew's a great Australian guy. He's He ran a video shop. Yeah. I don't think he ever told you he ran a video shop. No, 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 probably but, not. But he, I think uh, I know someone who used to run a video yeah, shop. Yeah. Uh, he, he basically became obsessed with this Filipino actor. Yeah. And, and went to the Philippines, yeah. made this documentary... It is brilliant. Uh, he's going to do a talk about it. Our very good friend, and uh, Lawrence R. Harvey, is going to be there co-hosting okay. it. Have we got tickets? Uh, I've got tickets. Oh, God's sake. What, I mean freebies. No, there's no freebies. It's a fiver. Oh, no, okay. And it's I'm a, not, I mean, no, I'm not a ligger. I just it, like... I it's like, a, it's at home. It's free, it's free. Uh, oh, well, I can get it cheap. I'm a member. I, hey, hey, you know what? Last year, remember I told you, you didn't renew my membership. Yeah. And then uh, I went to get in and they went, oh, your card's run out. Like, oh. Why do you tell me? And so I got an email this time. 
Oh, cool. I said, oh, do you want to renew it? I went, yeah, and I reused it. It's probably it because of you that they've put that system in place. Well, I did. I kicked off a bit. You can imagine that, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Because you didn't... don't like being shown up. I don't. I don't like people doing a crap job. You know, yeah. there's a lot of unemployed people that want work and they've got having a hard time, and then there's people who are not reminding you that your cows run out. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, that's going to be a good run. It is on tour around the UK as well, so go and check on Facebook. Uh, I want to see that. Now. Uh, it, it is entertaining. The, the The Filipino cinema is amazing, and mm. and Wen Wen was amazing. Right. If if anybody's ever seen for your height home, no, I've seen that. It's that's it, it's genius. Yeah, that now that was a trailer. That your brother was talking about trailer. That's a great yeah. trailer. That made me want to watch that straight away as soon as I saw. Yeah. That. I mean, uh, that was uh, that was audacious, wasn't it, as well? Because it was so similar to the, the title. The bo- that Bond movie was out at the time. It was pretty it? much around about the same yeah, time, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, genius, genius. Right. So Andrew Levold will be there. Good on you. Right. Okay, I, I definitely want to be there. So, are you, so, yeah, enter that competition and try and hang out with us as well, don't forget. Mm. So is, there, is that it, or are we done? I think we're done. We're out of here. Right, well, I have been Mike, and he has been Martin. And we will see you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found Here the legends of time All the Listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio. Just I'm start so again. sorry. Yeah, let's start again.